0: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA member FDIC.
1: America. We are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity. And the American dream starts with purpose. To serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu. WRKS Pickens Jackson.
2: Are you ready? Yes!
1: Now live from the Whiskey 61 Lounge inside the Bank Plus Studio. Listening to Mississippi's number one sports talk show, the Out of Show with Bo Bow. Streaming worldwide live on the Out of Bounds Radio
0: app and on your radio at
1: ESPN 105.9. Oh man. Steaks, bacon, and bourbon kessler prime and the renaissance we are the out of bounds show espn 105.9 the zone KesslerPrime.com to make a reservation people people want that vip package to the moon moon taxi show at martin's downtown joseph stodgill uh cooked us some amazing wings about a month and a half ago or something in studio that was delicious we need to do that again let's just recreate the same thing and do it the good wing is a good wing man i love yes i told you i didn't eat wings the first uh which is crazy 35 plus years of my life and and then you know now i, I love them
2: were they popular like could you go to restaurants and buy chicken wings not as uh, the grill had
1: them i never thought you know i mean when you're in college did, did i want to They were. They had a lot of sauce on them. I mean, did I want to go and eat wings with sauce and all that while you're also trying to hang out with girls? That just didn't like one plus one didn't equal two on that one for me. Okay, that wasn't something that I ordered at the Cotton District Grill. Okay, Uh, there were other things that they had a French dip at the time that I thought was amazing. (laughs) Obviously, everybody, you know, thought, golly. Um
2: everybody thought that the fried cheese was amazing. So Yeah, I I, I thought about that because the chicken wing I feel like is a much more like you find chicken wings on every menu now, it feels like. Like everybody can have a chicken wing appetizer or something yeah. like that. But like I didn't know if it was popular when you were growing up.
1: Uh, not like today. Yeah. Not like what you see at at burgers and blues. Yep. You know. Uh, Bulldog Burger, Salad
2: Mookie's, Soul Shine, all these places. that have well, wings. Martins? <laughs> they all have has wings. wings. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So um, it's funny. That's uh yeah. Saltines. My buddy TJ, we had this conversation one time. They have wings at Saltines and and they're fire. I didn't I haven't yeah. had those. They do like their they do an in-house like smoky barbecue sauce. It's not too heavy. It's really good. But uh one of their higher ups. One time I asked TJ, like, why are we serving wings at a a seafood restaurant? And TJ's response was, well, they're the best seller, so that's why we're serving them. I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. (laughs) Sometimes you got to sell them the best thing. Wings seem to be, I feel like they're kind of like tacos. Like, we kind of elevated them from just, like, this cast-off part of the chicken to, like, now something that, like, can be, you know, a culinary treat.
1: Josh says you were the only one not
2: ordering wings at the grill. (laughs) fair enough josh josh is a foodie i will say he that's that's a he's a food guy yeah uh twitter handle at bo bounds
1: ben nelson golf and outdoors caller line 601-707-3750 uh that's where you go to get your next easy go golf car for your home for the neighborhood uh for the farm for the lake easy go golf cars At Ben Nelson Golf and Outdoors. The caller line is 601-707-3750. Twitter handle, at Bow Bounds. And your Ag Up Equipment text line is 601-885-3776. Don't forget that Highball Lanes in Fondren has wings. Speaking of, Highball Lanes in Fondren, they have wings. You can pair it with a cold beer. Eight fried wings tossed with the choice of buffalo sauce, citrus pepper, or mojo sauce. I may have to see what this mojo sauce is. That sounds like something Blake could get into. Mojo sauce from highball lanes and their wings in Fondra. They're serving lunch every day. Smart. I told you about the catfish Reuben. And also, I had the soul rolls last week. And they're bacon braised. So so it's like an egg roll. Soul rolls from highball. This. this is a great idea. Bacon braised collard greens, black-eyed peas, dirty rice, and shredded chicken served with white barbecue sauce. They were fire. a lot, 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 lot. They were even better than I thought. Now, Blake would go crazy. I guess we're both fo- fo- well, I guess you can just claim to be a foodie. All right, speaking of It's uh National Hold on, let me get this right. Eat what you want day. Eat what you want day. All right, so I saw this uh article on uh whatever BuzzFeed through our prep thing and they did a poll on different foods and uh the poll, let's see National Eat What You Want Day. Someone matched up different foods and had people vote for
2: them. Number one, sandwich or burger? It's not even a debate. It's a hamburger. Yeah, 60% said burger. Cheeseburger, whatever. Yeah. All right. Who Pete? would pick a sandwich? Well, evidently 40% yeah, of the people did. Those people need to be examined. Okay. A sandwich?
1: All right. Hey, what here. about pizza or french fries? French fries
2: all day, every day. All right. Uh, Sixty three percent said pizza. I'm not surprised because it's an entree, but if you could only have one for the rest of your life, it's French fries. Okay.
1: I love both. But I, I eat fries a lot. Exactly. Fries go with I so actually many cooked things. fries in the oven last night uh, with the protein that I referenced earlier that yeah. I that
2: I ate. Fries can both both be standalone or when topped with certain things can be a yeah. the the main sure. item. Yeah. Waffles or pancakes? That's a tough
1: one. That was a 50-50 tie. It doesn't surprise that su- me.
2: That that does surprise me. I would think pancakes. Really? Yeah. But Waffle House I feel like has made waffles so See, I don't see
1: people ordering that many wa- I, To me people go
2: in there and get scrambled uh, eggs and the hash browns and the I ba- get, even more than What's it called the All-Star? You just get the waffle, the eggs, the bacon, you get everything. Good the All-Star? Gosh, yeah. Man. Oh, that was the way to go in high school. Okay. Then you add extra bacon? Tacos or hot dogs? And tacos, ta- tacos run, ran yeah. away with this poll,
1: seventy-seven percent. Now with the culinary boom, yeah, what people are doing
2: with tacos, as we all know, is nothing short of amazing. That's not a that's not a fair matchup for the hot dog. That's not a fair. Like the taco should have been put up against a better co- opponent. That's like Alabama Vanderbilt taco hot dog. Just, you were never gonna win that battle. No. No. Like you did taco burrito. Here's one for you: broccoli or cauliflower. I don't eat cauliflower. Wow. I will eat broccoli when, like, in other dishes or stuff. Like you know, my favorite Asian dishes at Ding Hao a lot of times I have broccoli in like the in the dish. Or uh, if I go to like a, a soup, you know, you broccoli cheese soup that's homemade. That's that's good. But cauliflower, no, thank you. Coop to Bill in Oxford. Yeah, we used to order that in Oxford in the 90s. Golly. <laughs> Are you vanilla Was ice cream? Is that really edible? Are you vanilla ice cream or chocolate, chocolate. ice cream? Chocolate. Okay. I'm chocolate, yeah. too. I like both, but I'm chocolate. It said 53% said vanilla. That seems... That surprised me. Now, I will say true vanilla bean ice cream is delicious. Not the fake vanilla stuff, but like the true vanilla bean. Okay. That stuff is actually really good. It has the little speckles of like the vanilla... In it, you know that uh, that stuff is fire. Woo!
1: Yeah. Good morning. Welcome in. We are the Out of Bounds Show. Mud Bugs will be open today. Uh, they're open today through Sunday. Uh, they may not be open Sunday, but they're o- they're usually open on Sunday. But they're open today, Friday and Saturday. All right. With Mother's Day, um, I-, I don't think they will be. But crawfish, shrimp, mud bugs, cold beer. Crawfish, shrimp, mud bugs, cold beer. All. At Mud Bugs, two locations in Rankin County, one at the Reservoir and one downtown Brandon. The out of bounds show, ESPN one oh five nine the zone. Steve Palazzolo will jump on. Hey, they're releasing the NFL schedule tonight. We're gonna talk about it. Uh, you know, who are your Saints playing? Dak and the Cowboys? AJ Brown and the Eagles. And uh, some of the other guys that we like to follow in the game that we love, the NFL. And how many Thursday night games are going to be really good matches? Oh, and they're doing a-, a Black Friday game? Amazon? It's all kinds of crazy stuff going on. Jacksonville Jaguars get to go to London back-to-back? Holy mary app NFL schedule released tonight. We're live in the Bank Plus studio. Show is brought to you by Kessler Prime and the Renaissance. Tom Luganville at 8.30. Dave Bartu at 9.30. They'll join us on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. Shout out to Ben Nelson Golf and Outdoors, the caller line. Ben Nelson Golf and Outdoors, 601-707-3750. That's where you go to get your easy-go golf car. Made in America for your neighborhood. Um, maybe for your you, you have some kind of big facility. You got some family land, um, construction site. yeah, uh, you're running a marina. Yeah. All kinds of different things. Easy go golf cars powered by Ben Nelson Golf and Outdoors. Ben Nelson Golf and Outdoors in Madison and the collar line, 601-707-3750 Show is also brought to you by Spring Street Cigars and their brand new location in Meridian. I have been by there. Really, really nice. They had their grand opening last Friday with uh, Aladino Cigars there, which I thought was cool. I didn't make it, but I was I was at Spring Street in Starbill during that time. But uh, new location, if you're going through or live in Meridian and you listen to the show, we appreciate it. Spring Street Cigars in meridian beautiful beautiful cigar shop and lounge you can uh you can smoke a cigar there. show is also presented by mud bugs they're open now through sunday unbelievable crawfish and shrimp among other things mud bugs mud bugs mud bugs crawfish and shrimp it's national shrimp day also powered by the shrimp po'boy at drago's seafood restaurant and oyster bar uh, these numbers that I'm looking at um on this athletic dot com article about who develops players and who does not, I am not surprised that Jimbo Fisher's not good at developing four star players.
2: I'm just <laughs> that's not blowing your mind then. No. <laughs>
1: No, Uh, A&M over this time, is this 11 years? It's from uh, 2009 to 2019 signing classes. So uh, Jimbo was there half the time. They signed 104 star players at Texas A&M. 13 were drafted. That's pitiful. That's not developing your players. It's not. It's not putting your people in the right position to be successful. It's not getting the most out of them. And them growing as freshmen, but more importantly as sophomores, juniors, seniors. Um, Nebraska did an awful job during this time. They signed 67 four-star players. Three were drafted. That's insane. That is pathetic. That's insane. It's hard to be that bad. That's next level. It is. I mean, that's like, you know, the Saints from 67 to 88. So, um, Tennessee, the Tennessee Volunteers signed 105 four-star players.
2: Ten were drafted. Mm. That's horrendous. Tennessee's also at the top of the worst ten in five-star development as well. Tennessee, over the same period, signed ten five-stars. Only four were drafted. Uh, that 40% clip puts them fourth worst in the country. Texas Longhorns
1: signed 146 four-stars during that time because what does Texas do? They always sign great classes. It doesn't matter if they're winning or losing. They signed 146 four-stars over this 11-year period, right, Blake? Yeah, 09 to
2: 19. 17 were drafted. That's terrible. That's terrible. That, you have to try to do that. Yeah. Texas also. Numbered. We're not going
1: to practice. We're not going to go hard in the weight room. We're going to have the softest culture that we can create. And let's go to 6th Street.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Tex- mean that, you have to wake up and try to be that bad. That's, that's hard to do. Let me go over that again. They signed 146 four-star players in football. The mighty Texas Longhorns. 17 got drafted. 11.6%.
2: Criminal. They're also worst in their five-star production as well. I saw that. Only four of their 17 five-stars were drafted over the same period. That's pretty terrible. A&M, Sumlin, and
1: Jimbo did an awful job of developing their four-star players m signed 104 star players during the 11 seasons we're talking about 13 were drafted you know who 13 you can't even Blake and I could go over there and I could I, Blake and I could get 22 to 25 players drafted in the NFL out of
2: 104 star players yeah uh, I feel pretty confident about that especially and that's that. while
1: you know ordering doordash <laughs> And playing PS5. Um, you're know, probably having bourbon tastings late in the afternoon in the football
2: facility. What? Yeah. So it's interesting someone just asked this. Dexter just asked, isn't LSU in Texas the same high recruiting, underperforming amount of national championships in 20 years? No. No, you're I, wrong. I'll give you
1: LSU's not. I was
2: about to say, LSU's surprisingly really good. <laughs> Actually, it doesn't surprise me because, one,
1: they've won big. And two, they have so you, you hear their their players' names called all the time yep. in the NFL draft. So here's here's LSU's from four star to NFL draft. They're one of the best. LSU had they signed 142 four stars from 2009 to 2019. 142 four stars at LSU. They had 48 drafted. 33%. Pretty dang good. Miami, talking about underachieving on the field? Miami, the U, the Hurricanes that haven't won in 20 years? I know. Well, longer than that. The 0-1 team, right? They haven't won in 20 years. The Miami Hurricanes. They signed 88 four-star players during this time. 31 were drafted. 35%. But they can't win on the field. So they sign good players and they can't win. At, at, Miami's the same way as Texas. They're going to sign phenomenal, phenomenal recruiting classes.
2: They're in a good hotbed. They so are you, so in a good a, hotbed. But that's part of why LSU succeeds, I think. It's so interesting. LSU is one of the worst 10 five star developers. But then I think about then then they start dominating. But it's such a smaller sample size. Well, but here's why I think five this is to four. too. I think this is this is the interesting part. I think Louisiana kind of like Mississippi has so but but on steroids. Has so many kids who aren't rated as high as they probably deserve to be and LSU gets those kids because when you're in Louisiana, you know about them. Well, but also they they're willing to wait to play at LSU. Okay, you are right about that. Every
1: kid thinks they're going to get an offer. Okay, Dak Prescott or otherwise. Um, It's the same in Mississippi, Blake, except worse as far as some of our overlooked players. Some of our kids that have been ranked 17th Mm -hmm. in in the state, Mm -hmm. 24th, 32nd, that end up being unbelievable football yeah. players.
2: There's just more of them in
1: Louisiana. There's that, just more. There's just
2: way, there's now there's 40 of those guys. They they're they're hot uh, they're
1: high, that high three-star spot. They have more.
2: Well, and and you know what they've really done kind of under the radar a little bit? They are like Nebraska or Wisconsin of old. They just harbor all these players from Louisiana and they develop and they develop in their system and all of a sudden they become stars. Yeah. Because they're willing to wait to play at LSU, which is different than most places. What did you think about Ole Miss's five star numbers?
1: It's not good, Bob. Not good. All right. The Out of Bounds Show is brought to you by Blue Cross, Blue Shield of Mississippi. It's good to be Blue, the official health care provider of the Out of Bounds Show, Blue Cross, Blue Shield of Mississippi. We're also powered by Mosquito Joe. Make outside fun again. Jackson.MosquitoJoe.com. Tom Lugan, Bill next.
0: Show is powered by the award-winning golf courses at Dancing Rabbit Golf Club in Philadelphia, Mississippi.
1: NFL schedule release tonight. Who will your New Orleans Saints be playing? And when? Um Crazy good time in the NFL. But, uh, and Dak and the Cowboys. How will that look? Man, schedule is is a big piece of the puzzle. Not just for SEC football, but for the NFL. We welcome in NFL insider, pro football focus, PFF.com. Steve Palazzolo joins us on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. Steve, are you? You get excited about this? You fired up about tonight?
0: Not really. No.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: I'm sorry. Is that the whole show? Is that all we're talking about? Well, no, 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 no. I've got some other things (laughs) that I want to get. I watch every game. I have to cover every game, and whether it happens in week one or week 18, doesn't really matter to me. I don't travel for games. I don't go anywhere. I don't have to schedule a road trip or anything like that. I'm stuck in my house watching every game, so I don't care. But I get it i no, it's kind of excited. It's kind of exciting to see what the matchups are. what What is
1: your take on the international games and where this is going with so many over in Europe and Mexico City and uh, like you said, you're up regardless you're you're going to watch them regardless of what time. but uh, you know, what do you think about it? Where do you think this is going?
0: Well I, I know the NFL's starting too I, I had this joke a couple of years ago that we should bet that, that the NFL is going to have like Island game weekend where uh, that, that lull in between the end of the college football regular season and the playoffs, they're going to just say, we're going to have a game every three hours Friday through Monday, you know? And, and, and I feel like we're getting closer to that with black Friday game and the three Thanksgiving games, there's three Christmas day games on a Monday, all that stuff. Um, as far as the international games though, I mean, they're just trying to grow the brand worldwide. And, you know, there are, I know guys like Mike Florio in the league think that expansion is coming and it's not just, hey, the Jaguars are going to move to London. It's like there's going to be two more teams and then two more teams. And Florio's painted this picture of having 40 NFL teams, which I think is kind of ridiculous. But I, I think it's just trying to grow the brand and figure out, hey, could we could we have a team traveling back and forth to England and, um, you know, expand our brand to Germany and all these other places because the NFL just wants to be – Worldwide, so I think it's potential expansion in the next ten plus years, and just trying to grow the NFL's brand and also put a game on TV every hour of the day. So you're able to do that with nine thirty a.m. Eastern games when you're in, you know, England and Germany and all that stuff.
1: Incredible, Steve Palazzolo, Pro Football Focus on the Farm Bureau Insurance guest line. Blake and I got into this yesterday. Trevor Lawrence, trending the right way. Um, you know, may even have may may get better and better the next couple of years now that looks like they've, they've somewhat gotten their act together. Um, what Um Would he look at this and go, I, I'm not signing a long-term deal because Jacksonville could be in London and I don't want to be there and free agents may not want to go. Not that they're flocking to Jacksonville, Florida, but you know where I'm going here and, and we don't know how that would look if it, if it happened. Sooner than later, you mentioned ten years, but let's say it happened year four, four years from now, and he's in—I don't know—the uh, with two years left on a contract. And if they had to come over here and play four in a row, and then stay over there and play four in a row, so that wouldn't be you know too much back and forth. Could you see where an expansion team had difficulty? I'm not worried about the safeties and the running backs and stuff like that. But they would have difficulty signing a franchise QB being in Europe, Steve?
0: Yeah, it's, it's a really good point. Absolutely. That, that could be the case. I mean, I, I think most of what the NFL thought about is the competitive disadvantages. But let's be serious. The way the NFL has made decisions over the last couple of years, it's not for competitive purposes. You know, like when they, when they reshuffle those games in Week 18 – It's for the best drama possible. It's for the best product. It's for the best ratings. Um, So the NFL will consider this a little bit, but yeah, that absolutely could be a disadvantage for teams in Europe. I I don't think Jacksonville ends up moving Um, NFL. I mean, I think they've all been pretty adamant that that's not really the case, even though they've been the team that's played overseas the most, but now they're talking about redoing the stadium and being out of the stadium for two years, potentially. And, I don't know. We might be leaning towards that. Yeah. So I, I think that's absolutely a possibility and, and that would be bad for the league. I think if, um, someone like Trevor Lawrence decides, Hey, I don't, I don't want to play in London for two years while they're building this new stadium, or I don't want to, you know, play in London at all or wherever it might be. And, uh, you know, teams are just at this complete disadvantage because the franchise quarterbacks for the rest of forever. So, yeah, I think it's definitely a possibility. Um, I'm surprised, I think the NFL probably wanted to have teams over there by now. I mean, we're sitting here in 2023. They've been doing games overseas since like 07 or so. So this has been a it's been a build up. They keep adding to it. So yeah, the tipping point might be coming pretty soon where they try to actually move move some stuff over there.
1: Okay, Steve Palazzolo on the Out of Bounds Show. Uh, what? Let's go to Derek Carr and the Saints. Now, who that nation's all excited? Kyle Brandt, good morning football, put him in the third tier of NFC QBs. And do you agree with that 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 he's third tier, or would you have him in the second tier of NFC QBs, Steve?
0: I mean in the NFC probably second tier. I I think I think carr is dead smack in the middle of the third tier of NFL quarterbacks. And again, everybody's tiers are different. You know, for me, I think there's there's probably four elite quarterbacks. There's this top eight to ten You know, know, the the top two tiers of quarterbacks for me are all, like, top 10 caliber guys. And then QBs 11 through 22 or whatever that is feel like they're in the same bucket for me. And Carr's one of those guys where I think in, you know, there's been years where he's been a top 10 quarterback. There's been years where he's been 20th. And, you know, just from uh, using PFF War, our uh, wins above replacement metric, he was top 10 a couple years. He was top 12 in 2021. And then last year he was 23rd when he you know missed a little bit of time and that hurt him as well. So I think there's that, that's, that's the range. Um, but when you have that quarterback, you know, if you put the right pieces around him, you can win. And I think the the thing with Carr is he's been, he's been a little bit better when he's more aggressive because he's got, he has a very good arm and he can drive the ball down the field. And I think when there there were points in his career where he got a little bit too conservative uh maybe the early gruden years and everything and when they finally got um i know henry ruggs just you know he's gone but um when they got henry ruggs and his deep speed and they kind of made carr throw the ball down the field a little bit more i think that that opened up the offense it opened up you know his production um so that was in 2020 and you know i think there's there's something to that with with the playmakers that the saints have if they can get Carr staying aggressive and everything that's how you maximize his potential and it's like he's probably not going to play like a top five quarterback in the NFL that's okay you can but you want him to play in that 10 you know top 10 to 12 range and if he does that then you can win with that and it just has to be an aggressive brand of football I think from Derek Carr to, to really maximize his ability
1: okay when talking Saints and Derek Carr with Chris Alave at wide receiver and if Michael Thomas gets his mind right and they're a well-run organization. I mean, he's been, you know, I mean, the Raiders have, uh, they've been all over the place. And and and, Co- and I know Dennis Allen's not Sean Payton. But still, it, it's a pretty well-run organization with Miss Benson and Mickey Loomis. It sounds like if he's bet- between 10 and 20 and Alave and Michael Thomas are what they think we, you know, they're what we think they can be. That he could play in that ten to twelve to fifteen range pretty consistently consistently. Yes or no? Uh
0: yes, I think that's definitely possible. I mean there's there's other pieces at play. Um yeah, so if Michael Thomas comes back and he's that Uber possession receiver who's just always open underneath, he's a your move of the chains guy. Chris Olave is also a great route runner who gets open, but he can also stretch the field, he gets behind the defense. I mean, even what they got from Rashid Shaheed last year was awesome. They you know they've been going through finding these third and fourth receivers who are just top-notch deep threats that, um, you know, safeties have to account for. Shahid is a big weapon there, too. And Jawan Johnson and Foster Moreau, who they just brought in, they've got weapons there. And then it's about the offensive line. Can Trevor Penning, you know, if he's healthy for the entire season, is he going to be good enough in pass protection in year two? I think the interior, it was was a little, you know, they struggled at times last year with Andres Peed and Eric McCoy just re-signed and, you know, so – so they've got pieces, but the offensive line's got to stay healthy and protect Carr. I mean, that's the other part of Carr's game. He does not do great with pressure. Um, not most, most quarterbacks don't, but Carr's not really the guy that's going to overcome it over time. You know, in, in spurts he will, but he's not going to overcome heavy pressure. So if the offensive line doesn't hold up, there'll be some issues. But, yeah, the Saints, I think, have all the pieces to, to bounce back this year, to surprise. Um, and, and it'll be interesting to see what Carr does, too, because he, he had his worst year since his rookie season last year. And so how much of that was just new system, Josh McDaniels, maybe they bought heads. They don't get along. They're not great. Whatever, it whatever it was, car wasn't great last year, but for a three year stretch prior to that, he was, he was on a pretty good run. So car has been up and down throughout his career. He's certainly capable. And, you know, a lot of those pieces for the saints definitely have to stay healthy and, and produce to, to maximize car.
1: Um, after one really good season with Jalen hurts, everybody's on board. Which I find interesting. Um, are are you clear cut, hundred percent, that J- Jalen Hurts over Dak Prescott?
0: Over Dak? No, I wouldn't put him over Dak. I mean, I thought he was better than Dak last year, but I think you also have to you have to look at the circumstances. I think the thing that make people want to buy into Jalen Hurts is it was a clear trajectory. You know, like when you described Dak Prescott's career, it was you know, he kind of peaked as a rookie, like in in Dak's first four seasons, his best year would might've been his rookie season. And he kind of tapered off for two years and then he bounced back in year four with Jalen hurts. It has been consistent improvement where he, he came in as a rookie, started a few games was, you know, up and down, but showed some flashes. And then the next year was better. And then last year was, was just much better. And the Eagles ran the whole offense through hurts running ability. And, um, but you also it also coincided with A.J. Brown coming in, as I've said a million times, the impact of having A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith and good tight ends to throw to, a great offensive line. So the environment certainly helps. I mean, in in a vacuum, I'm not putting Jalen Hurts over Dak Prescott, but you know, if, if Hurts goes out there and continues to improve, if he continues that trajectory, which is which doesn't always happen, you know, I think a lot of fans think that the uh, you know players players progress like it's a Madden video game. Where you just you know tack on a couple more points to their overall grade every single year their their rating, and they just always get better. Like that's not reality. Players like I just described Derek Carr's career. He's been up and down. You know his best year was probably 2016. So players don't just get better every year. But Hurts has you know Josh Allen kind of has done that. You know but there's a there's a point where that plateaus and we'll see what happens where, with Hurts if he continues to push it forward or if he plateaus to to just being a you know a very good. Are good to very good, very, uh, quarterback, you know, this year. So, um, still a little bit more to come, but I think, you know, Dak has a better track record where I would, in a vacuum. I would, I would take Dak Prescott over Jalen Hurts right now.
1: So in the NFC, would you say Dak Prescott and Jalen Hurts are tier one quarterbacks? And would you still have a healthy Matthew Stafford there with the Rams? H- how would Steve
0: Palazzolo look at that? I mean, yeah, in the NFC, I think you have to put Stafford in that bucket with Hurts uh, and Dak Prescott. You have to. Um, Kirk Cousins is probably in that bucket too. I mean those there's they're all they all win differently and there's all different styles and all that stuff. but we're, we're talking the NFC where, you know, who are who are the good quarterbacks. It's probably those four. I don't think I'm missing anybody. So Jalen Hurts, Dak Prescott, Matthew Stafford, and Cousins kind of on the fringe there. You know, I don't think he's a carry the team type of guy, but he's really efficient and really effective. Uh, but I think that shows just how, how wide open the NFC is because, uh, you know, those guys are those guys are like tier two or three in, if you're just loading up with uh, AFC quarterbacks as well. So
1: what's San, what are the San Francisco 49ers going to do, Steve?
0: I think, I think they saw enough from Brock Purdy that they'd like for him to be the guy. Um, it's okay to not have to push Trey Lance even though you gave up so much to get him you know that was it's a sunk cost at this point um, it would be interesting to see if Trey Lance had time to develop and all that fun stuff uh, what they could do I've always thought that Trey Lance could really enhance their run game but what they got from Purdy was really Jimmy Garoppolo plus it was just it was a it was a tick better from what they were getting from Jimmy Garoppolo and it, it was just a couple extra plays per game of maybe some off-structure stuff or just feel for the game that Brock Purdy brought to the table. Um, but, you know, if I, the same thing I'm saying about Jalen Hurts, like, you know, let's let's wait and see. You know, I'm, you guys know me. I'm not ready to – all those graphics that were showing up on TV, like, let's compare Brock Purdy to Joe Montana and Steve Young and 49ers history. Like, that's, that's like fun story stuff, but it's ridiculous. So – you know we're like 10 12 games into Brock Purdy's career. Like, let's give him some time. Like he did. He did this at Iowa State too. He was better as a freshman than he was as a senior. So, I think Brock Purdy showed enough stuff that they want him to be the guy. I think they let Trey Lance compete, and if Trey Lance just takes this massive step forward and he's a little more accurate, decision making's better, and they decide they want to tap into his run uh, running ability a little bit, maybe Trey Lance pushes pushes Purdy from the starting spot. But I think it's going to be if Purdy's healthy. I think it's going to be his job and they're going to say, Hey, get out there, distribute the ball to our playmakers, run this offense. And you know, the fact that he's making under a million dollars per year on his contract could be a huge win for the Niners if they roll with him for the majority of his, his uh, rookie contract here.
1: Pro football focus, com. Steve Palazzolo on the out of bounds show and the farm bureau insurance guest line. We're talking NFL QBs, a little bit of scheduling. Um, Dak and the Cowboys have to go out to San Francisco, eh, basically like middle of the year or kind of early middle October. And we'll see how, we'll see how that looks. That That's probably not going to look well. Uh, good pr- with Shanahan versus McCarthy. What, if you could hire any of the sitting head coaches today, no, I got to take out Andy Reid. If you could hire that, any of the sitting head coaches today in the NFL, who would you hire?
0: I think it's Shanahan. I really do. I mean, he's a baller. Because, because if if I'm a GM, I'm going to the owner. Like part of my GM interview is going to the owner and say, look, we're going to try to find a quarterback and we're going to do it in an unconventional way. I'm going to, I might draft a guy every year in the first round. I might, you know, take a million shots. I might try to store five of them on my roster and and give up on, you know, gunners and special teamers because it's that important. But If I have a Kyle Shanahan, he's what, you know, him and Andy Reid, like there's a couple guys in the league who you can win with mid-tier quarterbacks consistently, right? Who can consistently create high-end offense, not despite the quarterback, but regardless of the quarterback. So Shanahan's like that cheat code. So then I go to the owner and say, okay, I can, if I bring in Kyle Shanahan, maybe we don't have to be crazy. Finding a quarterback, then we can spend our resources building the rest of the infrastructure of the team, the offensive line, the playmakers. Just get, just get Kyle Shanahan toys to play with, and, and he'll put it together. We just need a good enough quarterback, and you know we'll still bring guys in, but we don't need to be elite. Um, look, they haven't won a Super Bowl or anything like that, but there's been when Shanahan's had his starting quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo, and then you know Brock Purdy, they've won, they've made it to the, yeah. the championship, they've been on the cusp. So I think Shanahan would be the guy. I would just. I would also just kind of help him out with some of the game management stuff and being more aggressive and all that. But as far as the high-end stuff, creating offense, that's where uh, that's where Shanahan's advantage really is.
1: What are your expectations for Sean
0: Payton and Russell Wilson this year? Oh, I have no idea. I can't wait to watch. I mean, it's either going to be – it's either Payton helps him get back on track or we're sitting here a year from now trying to figure out how much money do the Broncos have to burn to get to the next guy? I mean, that's there's, there's really not much in between. I don't think, um, I guess they could be like an eight and 19 and you're, yeah, you know, we're kind of in the middle, but I'm interested to see how Sean Payton wants Russell Wilson to play, because I, I think, you know, clearly Russell Wilson's best play is working off play action, throwing the ball down the field, and the Bronx, and, and not really throwing at a high volume, right? Not dropping back forty, forty-five times a game. So I think Peyton will really try to run the ball a lot, really try to play to Russell's strengths, and I think he'll get him back on track. I don't think Russell Wilson is a lost cause, but if he is, it'll it'll be because like there were times where Russell Wilson didn't look physically good last year. The throws weren't great. The yeah, athleticism wasn't great. If we don't see Russell Wilson physically in, in a good spot next year, then, yeah, it won't matter, I don't think, what Sean, Sean Payton brings to the table. But I think Payton will play to his strengths. they will run the ball, run play action, mm-hmm. stretch the field, and we'll see a much more effective Russell Wilson. But, again, it'll come down to his physical ability. And if he's not special outside of the pocket, then maybe he's just a mid-tier quarterback at this point. And Denver's got some – some decisions
1: to make at the end of the year. Okay. What, uh, yeah, Sean's Sean Payton is not going to be patient. So not, not with the success he's had and he's right around 60 years old. Um, he's not going to be patient. You make a good point. This thing's either going to start going well early or, or they're going to start to try to find a way to move on. Steve Palazzolo, PFF.com pro football focus. Great site. Check it out. He joins us on the Farm Bureau Insurance guest line. Let's go back to the NFC South. Who do you have? Do you have the Saints as the favorite?
0: Um, yeah. When I'm in uh, Saints territory, I say the Saints are the favorite. Yeah, I just did Carolina Radio earlier today. I said they're going to win for sure. So uh, the only if I go to Tampa, though, I won't lie. They're not. They're not the favorites.
1: Okay. So is yeah. is this a Saints-Carolina? How do you look at it? Uh, any of the, well, outside of Tampa Bay? Atlanta, New Orleans, I mean, Carolina?
0: I, I mean, even Tampa Bay could do, you know, it's so wide open. I think Atlanta is good. I, so I, Atlanta brought in B. John Robinson, and, you know, you know, I wouldn't agree with that move and all that stuff, but they already had a really effective run game. He'll make it a little bit better probably. And Atlanta made a lot of improvements this year, both sides of the ball. They added a ton to the defensive side of the ball, guys like Calais Campbell and uh, Jesse Bates at safety. So I think Atlanta's going to be good. Now, it depends on Ritter. Desmond Ritter is the, the quarterback. He was a third-rounder last year. We saw him. He was okay as a rookie. But he's a big unknown. But I just know Atlanta made a lot of Oscar last year, and they've done a pretty good job of just being feisty and tough. So I think Atlanta, New Orleans, and and the and the Panthers are in the, the Panthers are in the mix if Bryce Young is good, right? If he hits hits the ground running, and he's good. The Panthers are good, so I think they're all in the mix. And who knows if Tampa, you know, if they can just start creating? If they still have playmakers there. The new offensive coordinator, left which is out. Who knows if Baker Mayfield catches lightning in a bottle? This could be the year oh, for Baker. Man. So so it's, it's it's wide open. I think the South. But yeah, I'll say the same for the Panthers, of course. Okay.
1: Uh, Steve Palazzolo on the Out of Bounds show. All right, buddy. um, Have a great weekend. And I'm glad that you think that Dak Prescott is the uh, best quarterback in the NFC. And he didn't have a, a, a W-2 or W-3 last year, wide receiver number two or three. Now that they gave him a wide receiver two, I guess if Gallup comes back healthy and productive, that could be his wide receiver number three. Got about 30 seconds, Steve.
0: For Dak, yeah, yeah. I mean, having uh, having him and um, Brandon Cooks and and um, what's his face, CD? CD Lamb. Sorry, yeah, that's good. Like just adding Brandon Cooks to the mix this off so you don't have to force a receiver in the first round. I love it. Dallas is they'll be back on track, I think, offensively next year. Not that they were bad, but they'll be they'll be more effective next year.
1: Cool. Have a good weekend, buddy. See you, man. Yeah, thank you, guys. Steve Palazzolo. Uh, NFL Insider Pro Football Focus PFF.com Show is brought to you by Sound and Communications Soundcomav.com, The top quality audio visual company in the state of Mississippi Leading edge audio visual for churches, businesses, and sports facilities Soundcomab.com Sound and Communications Hour number three in a minute